In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today is the feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. The coach of the uh, Celtics was addressed about the king and the queen who had come to uh, Boston. And he said, well, my holy family is Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph was the head of the family. He was a visionary. He had dreams, and the dreams told him what to do. The first dream he had was to take Mary and espouse her. The second dream that he had was going into Egypt because of the uh, Herod killing the babies. You see, Joseph is someone that's so great, and we don't even think about Joseph. The demons hate Joseph. The demons hate Joseph. He is the terror of demons. We want to be like Joseph, men, real men like Joseph. That's what we want to be like. We don't want to be namby-pamby, but like Joseph, a real man. And I don't say the real man that the television tells you what's real. I talk about a real man that's filled with love, grace, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the whole the biggest problem in this world today is the lack of manhood. The devil is attacking manhood. But St. Joseph, he gives us a model on how to live as men. You know, like Father Tom said, of the Holy Family, which we celebrate today on day six of Christmas, Joseph is the head of the Holy Family. Mary, our Blessed Mother, she is the heart. And Jesus is the fruit. He's the fruit of the divine love between the Holy Spirit and Our Lady. Not only does the devil hate the Holy Family, the devil hates all human families. The devil is anti-family. And you know, you destroy the family by not only attacking it, but redefining what the family is. The Holy Family, it's a man, it's a woman, and it's a child. The man is the head of the family. And St. Joseph is our model to be the head of the family. We, we pray to the most chaste heart of St. Joseph. He had a chaste heart where he stood in his manhood, the immaculate heart of Mary, which is all enclosed in the sacred heart of Jesus. So we just thank you, Lord. You know, when we were kids and as we grew up, we always ate together as a family. It was expected of us at six o'clock to be around the table. My father in his seat, my mother in her seat, and my brother and I. Today we don't have that. We're too busy. We're bringing the kids for skating and bringing the kids for dancing, bringing the kids for soccer. And you know what? 
We're too busy. We, we're not a family anymore. We're a family who does things, but not does things together. We need to be a family that does things together. You know, the table in the kitchen, I call it the altar. That's where things are shared. That's when things are talked about. That's when things show what needs to be done. The, the, the table in the kitchen is the altar of the house. And, you know, we've lost that. We've lost that. Families are not families anymore. They're moving about, doing this, doing that, doing the other. How we need to be families. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph ate together. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph drank together. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph talked together. That's what we need to do. We need to be like them. We need to be unlike the American family who's here and there and everywhere and nobody knows anybody else's name almost. Yeah, and we want to think about Jesus' secret life. We know about Jesus' three-year ministry, but for 30 years before, he was living in his house, being obedient to his mother, being obedient to his father, lear learning, learning the ways of the Jewish tradition in the kingdom of God through the obedience to his parents, you know. In the reading of the breviary today, we read that being obedient to your father and mother is the only commandment that comes with the promise, a promise of a good life in long days. You know, the, the commandments tell us to be obedient to our father and mother, period. Not obedient to our father and mother if they're nice to us. Not obedient and respectful to our father and mother if we think they are right or they are kind or anything. No, we are just called to be obedient to our parents. Are you being obedient to your parents? Are you loving your parents? Because it comes with the promise. And, you know, the secret is, even if your parents aren't perfect or not in the faith, God lets us sanctify our parents by our obedience to them. And our obedience and our godliness to our parents, it can draw them right into the faith and to the heart of God. How we need to be obedient to families. You see, the world has given us a structure that is anti-Christian. It has given us a structure to run away, to do this, to do that, to do the other thing, that we don't even know what's happening in children. This is so sad. This is so sad. I remember being around the table, and I was worrying about the exam that I was going to be taking the next day. And my mother and my friends would say, you always worry for nothing. You always do well. And that bolstered me up. And I did do well by the grace of God, by the grace of the living God. But you see, we were together. We were together. We were together. When I took sick with epilepsy at, 16, at, at 13, we were together as a family. My father took the day off to bring me uh, to the neurologist with my mother and I. Oh, yes, we were together. 
It was all about us. And what happened to me affected my mother. She took a nervous breakdown, but she got better after that. You see, families are those who stick together. Families are those who pray together. Families are those who love together. Families are those who talk together. Families, we need Christian families. My brother took care of my mother as she was dying. And there was a promise to that, a long life. Well, he only lived 72 years, but it was long enough. We pray for him today that he would be in the presence of God, that he would know the love of God today in the name of Jesus Christ. And we also pray for fatherhood, like St. Joseph. I was watching, there's a stat of, in a family, since the father is the head of the family, which is being attacked, if a mother practices the faith, that's really good. But unless the children see the father as the head of the family, practicing the faith, going to church, being faithful, it's very hard for those children to follow in the footsteps of faith. But when a father, and if you're a father today and you head the family and you practice the faith, your children are far, far, far more likely to come into the faith from your example. There's a complete war on fatherhood, on manhood, and that's why St. Joseph is finally being ascended to his rightful place in the church. We know a couple of years ago, the Pope made it the year of St. Joseph through the intercession, and it's the appropriate time. It's the appropriate time. You know, we know that virtue and values, it, it starts at home. So like Father Tom said, this world is so anti-Catholic, particularly anti-Christian as well. But it, it's anti-God and the liberal and all the values, they're against God. But the thing is, we cannot be taught by the world. You cannot let your children be taught by the school system. You, you, right and wrong is taught at home. And we need to let those values ring true. So, like St. Joseph, he's a terror of demons. <laughs> That's the, I love that name for St. Joseph. I think it's the best name of the saints. Because what do the demons fear? They fear a man standing in a, his manhood and leading the family as Jesus let, leads the church. When we watch television, we see fathers, and they're all stupid. They're all stupid. And you know, that's a sin. That's a sin because all fathers aren't stupid. But they always play that, that the father doesn't know his business. This is wrong. This is wrong. The world hates fatherhood. The world hates fatherhood. And we need to know that the father is the most important person in the home. The mother is the heart. The children are the fruit. So we need to know that the mother is the heart. Mary was the heart of the family. Joseph was the head of the family. St. Paul says, Wives, be obedient to your husbands. But then he says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church 
and gave his life for her. Oh, yes, it's not coming on down on men. Be obedient to your husband. But husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. So we see that Jesus, he died for the church. Husbands were called to die for our wives, you know, but wives were called to respect and be obedient to the husbands. This is the thing. It's not sexist or anything. This is just the order in which God gave it to us. And when we don't follow the order of God, it comes under pride and it doesn't let us be humble. But we know that God is a God of order and the devil is a little g God of disorder. And he wants to disorder the family. That's why he wants to... He wants to make a mockery of the family. He wants to make a mockery of the family structure. He wants to bring disorder into the house. He wants to bring disorder into the world. He wants to confuse the roles of men and women, whether men are women, women are men. It's it's very, you know, it's nefarious. We know what the devil's doing. But the whole thing is, is that through the faith of the Catholic Church, he... he through the today's the feast of the holy family we have a model we have a model to follow after and you know it's just the family structure especially in today it's so important that you have a strong family that you have a family ordered to what the word of god tells us how to live cuz as we just follow the word of god even if in our flesh we don't like what it says but we come unto obedience to it then we start to live a very peaceful, virtuous, joyful life. The favor of God is on our family, and and we can't, and our children can't be just trapped by the things of the world. But if you're a father today and you're listening to this, pray for the intercession of Saint Joseph that you can head your household in a successful way, so that your children can follow in the faith. The children are looking at you, if you're a father, as the head of the household. They're looking to you for guidance. They're looking for you to be a role model. They're looking for you to practice the faith so they can follow in the image of what you're doing. Are you feeling that responsibility today for your children, for your wife, for all the generations who come after you? Fatherhood. It's been crossed out by the world. Fatherhood. Joseph was the perfect father. He lived for his family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. But people say that Mary had other children. Well, I'm going to tell you, look at the second chapter of Luke when Jesus is lost in Jerusalem. Where are the other children? There aren't any. And then on the cross, Jesus gives his mother to John. The Jews always gave the mother to the next eldest son. There was no next eldest son. You see, people are all mixed up about this just because it says Jesus' brothers and sisters. And I'm going to tell you what they were. They were relatives and acquaintances. 
That's what they call relatives and acquaintances now in the Holy Land. My friend who took us on tour said, oh, my brothers and sisters. I said, but they're Muslim. He said, but they're my brothers and sisters. They live in the neighborhood. You see, he wasn't saying they're my physical brothers and sisters. They're my brothers and sisters. And we need to know that Mary had no other children than Jesus Christ. Oh, I know what people are going to say, what one of the scriptures says, but where were the brothers and sisters when Jesus got lost? And where was the brother when Mary uh, was given to John? You see, there was no brother. There was no brother. There was only the beloved disciple. God designed the family so he knows how it should best function. We just need to apply his standards of submission, responsibility, love, servant leadership, and your family will thrive. It's only when a husband like St. Joseph, he steps up, he assumes a mantle of responsibility God has placed on him, that he, rep that he placed on you. And then it makes it so easy for the rest of the family to find their roles and to just flow in the standard of God. The head of the house, he goes first. You know, godly leadership as the head of the household, you're the role model for everyone else. If you want your children and your wife to love you as a father, you first show them love and respect. You take responsibility, you know, as the head of the household, you have the heaviest burden on you, but you have the burden that God wants to act through the Father. He wants to act through you first. He wants to act through the whole family, but he wants to act through you, and he wants that grace to flow into your family. You know, this isn't something that me or Father Tom or the church is making up. This is just the order of God. So I think the Holy Spirit's really placing on me there's some fathers listening and God is today through the intercession of St. Joseph. We don't think St. Joseph is God, but he's in heaven interceding for you. And he wants to take you to a higher place so that your family can come to a higher place for you. There's children who are listening that maybe your parents, maybe your father, your mother haven't been perfect, haven't been godly, haven't been anything. But God doesn't say, be obedient to your parents and respectful to your parents if they're perfect. He says, be obedient and respectful to your parents, period. So he's calling you to a higher place, that you are more godly and more loving and more respectful to your whole family, to your parents, so that can, they can be sanctified and see God through you. We want to follow God's order. God wants you to follow his order so that his grace can fl flow through you. When we follow the order in the, in the love of God, his grace flows like a rushing river through you, through you, through you. And maybe it's up to you today. Maybe it's up to you today to begin to just change and make your family more godly. Well, hallelujah. Because there are no coincidences in the kingdom of God. 
And if you're listening today, God is calling me. He was calling me this morning to a higher place. And right now he's calling you to an even higher place in his kingdom. I'm thinking of families that are broken. Fathers, stay close to your children. I have a friend who called me father because he had no father. And I wrote to him. I said to him, stay close to your children. He's divorced from his wife. And he's not close to his children. He said, I will be close to them. Fathers, be close to your children. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care about them. Let them know that you think that they're the best child in the whole world. It is so important. When we were growing up, our fathers were the authority with the mother. They always made the decisions together, and which is right. But finally, the father says, this is what we're going to do. You see, this is so interesting, and it's so biblical, and people don't follow the Bible anymore. So if you have a broken family and a woman is taking care of the three children, father, support your children with money. Father, support your children emotionally by taking them out. Father, support your children in every way so that God will be glorified. These children have give, given to you as gifts. They are not just objects. They are gifts. And you need to be father to these children, even in a broken marriage. You need to be with them and to listen to them and to talk with them. You need that. And take away the telephone when you're with them. You want to look eye to eye. You want to look heart to heart. Take away the telephone. And the Lord is just saying to you, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's never too late. You know, children, these are the parents that God gave you. Parents, these are the child that God gave you, and it's all a gift. And parents, don't be afraid to discipline your children. You know, don't be afraid to discipline your children, even if they don't like it. It's a godly and a holy thing. We want to we wanna have our minds conformed by the Word of God, by the church that Jesus gave us, not by the television or by the school system, because if, we let it, if that happened, they're going to be doomed. They're going to be doomed. They're going to be doomed. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, 
the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The ideal father that I see is Homer, Homer Allen, who calls his daughters, who calls his daughters daily and speaks with them. They're in another town, another city, another state, but Homer keeps in touch with his daughters. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.